Hello, my name is Scott Clark, and the name of this lesson is Bicycling Shoulders, or The Balance of Attention. The lesson is done standing. Please start by walking around a little bit, and as you walk, feel the relationship of your pelvis to your shoulders. As you walk, do you find that your pelvis is turning? Do you find that your shoulders are turning? What's the relationship between these two turnings? Now stand for a bit and face one wall of the room that you're in directly. Or if you're not in a room, face one part of the world quite directly. Notice what's in front of you, what's to the left of you, and what's to the right of you. Have your feet parallel to each other, shoulder width apart, so they're not directly together, but they're not very far apart. Begin to turn first to one direction and then to the other direction. Take your time and go back and forth. Turn as if you wanted to scan the horizon of the world around you. Is it different to turn to the right than it is to turn to the left? For most of us, the turning to one side is a fair bit different or even quite a bit different than turning to the other side. Now pick one side. I would suggest picking the easier way to turn if one side is easier. I'm going to assume that it's to the right. If that's not true for you, then simply reverse my directions. Turn 90 degrees to the right, by which I mean turn your head 90 degrees to the right. Face that direction quite directly. The sides of your feet, the right sides of your feet, will be in that direction, but the rest of yourself is somehow arranged in between the head and the feet. The sides of your feet are facing that direction. The front of your face is facing that direction. Everything else is a little bit in between. Put your right hand on your forehead so that your right elbow is directly in front of you, perhaps a little bit lower than your face, something like that. Move your head so that your right elbow goes toward the floor. Don't let it go toward the space in front of your feet or toward the space behind your feet, but go very, very directly in, into the space that's in front of your head, down toward the floor, back up to the horizon again. So you move your, your head and your arm and your shoulders in this way. The face, your face is going towards your feet, and it's going in a very specific arc toward the feet, not in front of the feet, not behind the feet. And then as you come back up to the horizon, try a few times going in the opposite direction so that the elbow goes upward toward the space above you. And again, resist any urge to go into the space that's in front of your feet or behind your feet. So it's a, a very specific, very single plane arc of movement that your head and your right arm are moving through. How much of yourself helps your head to go this way? How many of the joints of your spine are moving this way? How many of the ribs 
allow you or help you? What does your lower back do? What do your hip joints do? And even the legs, the joints of your legs, the joints of your ankles and feet. Can you allow your attention to range through the whole of yourself as you do this movement? Great. Now stop, bring your right arm down, bring your eyes back to the horizon, and turn to the left again, and then to the right again. Has turning changed in any way? As you turn a couple of more times to the left and to the right, can you once again allow your attention to range through lots of yourself, maybe even all of yourself? Great. Turn to the right again, exactly to the right. And this time, do the same movement that you did before, but without putting your hand on your forehead. Just letting your arms hang, move your head in this large, very planar arc so that the top of your head goes down toward your feet, comes back up to the horizon, goes up so that you can look toward the space above you. Is the plane just as clear without the accompaniment of your right arm? I hope so. Good. Once again, stop, bring your eyes to the horizon, maybe walk around. That's one way of taking a rest. Then once again, face the same direction, the feet an easy distance apart. Turn to the right, 90 degrees exactly, exactly to the right, and stay there. And begin to circle your right shoulder. Go slowly, go very slowly. Take the shoulder forward and upward, backward, downward. The rest of yourself can remain relatively unperturbed by this. So that the shoulder is moving through, sliding on your chest. And the arm, can it just hang? The shoulder circles and the arm is just going along for the ride hanging downward. Try the opposite direction. Go backward and then upward, forward and so on. And then change arms. Let the right arm simply hang, stay neutral, and begin to find circles with the left shoulder. Just as on the first side, the left arm can simply hang going along for the ride as the left shoulder circles a few times one direction and then a few times the other direction. Do you remember before I said your head is facing exactly to the right but everything between your head and your feet is somewhere in between? Well, notice that the track, the plane of movement of each shoulder is it's one of these in-between directions. It's not exactly where your feet are facing. It's not exactly where your head is facing. It's in between. Try moving both of your shoulders at the same time, but in a special relationship. 
As one moves back, the other one moves forward. As one moves downward, the other one moves upward. So the relationship of the two shoulders is just like the pedals of a bicycle. Just as with the pedals of the bicycle, the shoulders are moving in the opposite direction at each moment. One forward is the other one backward and so on. Are you pedaling forward or are you pedaling backward? Stop for a moment. Turn back to the left. Again to the right. Is there any difference in turning now? Then once again, turn to the right and stay there. And this time, move your head as you did before. Move the top of your head downward toward your feet. Up to look at the horizon. Upward as if to look at the space more or less above you. This large arc of movement. What happens to your weight? Do you move the weight of yourself onto the left foot at one point, onto the right foot at another point? Many people will find that quite intuitively they move their weight to the left foot as the head goes down and to the right foot as the head goes upward. Is that what you're already doing? I say that partially to help you know what you're already doing. Please do on purpose, intentionally, what you are already doing. And then, if you weren't trying what I suggested, what I suggested most people might already be doing, try that. Move your weight to the left foot as your head goes down and to the right foot as your head goes up. You could also try the opposite. Move your weight to the right foot as the head goes down and the left foot as the head goes up. Since you turn to the right, this interacts with the turning in a way that really affects your balance. You balance one way for one of these patterns of weight shift and quite a different way for the other. Stop, untwist, and walk around again. How's your pelvis moving now as you walk? Once again, stand somewhere. Turn very clearly to the right. And this time, start to pedal your shoulders, moving your shoulders as if you were pedaling a, a bicycle. Forward, backward, doesn't matter which. We'll try each. Stick with whatever you tried first. Move your shoulders as if you were pedaling the bicycle on a very lazy day. Nice warm afternoon, not trying to go fast at all, going quite slowly. And even more slowly than that, begin to shift your weight between the right foot and the left foot. Can you shift your weight without interrupting the movement of your shoulders? Can you move your shoulders without interrupting the shift of weight? Change the direction of the pedaling of your shoulders. If you were, as it were, pedaling forwards, try backwards or vice versa. 
Stop, let go of the shoulders. Turn each way a couple of times. Once again, let your attention range through all of yourself. As you turn, how does each joint that is capable of turning, how does it participate? Does it participate? Does it participate in a way that you can feel, that you can be aware of? Are there some joints where the participation is more enthusiastic or more reluctant? Stop that. Walk around a little bit by way of a rest. And then once again, stand somewhere. Feet a comfortable space apart, not too wide, not too close together. Turn everything to the right and stay there. Take your head through this great arc of movement, bending the head downward toward the feet, lifting the head upward as if to look more or less upward. And notice now what happens to your weight. Do you shift weight as you move your head? Which way does your weight go? Toward which foot as your head goes downward? Toward which foot as your head goes upward? Change the pattern again. Do what you weren't already doing. How does each of these fit with you? Once again, bring your head to the horizon. Turn each way a couple of times. Is it easier to notice how the whole of yourself fits into turning? And then begin to walk again. How does your pelvis move now? How are you aware of that? How do your shoulders move now? How are you aware of that? Is it any easier to notice the relationship between the movement of the pelvis and the movement of the shoulders? As you walk around now, for a few moments, let your attention go out into the world around you and then return back to range through all of yourself. What's the balance of your attention like now as you go back and forth? How does the world outside of you, as well as the world inside of you, find some balance? If this has been interesting, take the time to go back, go back to the beginning and to the whole lesson on the other side. Thank you very much.